Father, we thank you for the songs that have been sung. We thank you for the prayers that have been prayed. We thank you for a time of worship and giving. And now as we've come to this time, the time when we shall declare your word, we ask that it would fall upon the good soil of our hearts and that we will grow thereby. Father, as we celebrate who you are in our lives, as we celebrate your son's triumphant entrance into the city, we just want to acknowledge you are in this place. We thank you. We honor you for it all. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 And so we are now at the point where we are finishing up this series called Lent, Reflection and Preparation. This is episode number six. And in our episode number six, now, uh, listen, y'all know I follow the calendar, so I do understand that today is Palm Sunday. But what I want us to do today is go a little bit different direction. And so we are going to talk about a familiar story to those of us that have attended any Sunday school. And if anybody that was sitting here in this service today and saw our video you will see that we're going to be talking about what is called the parable of the prodigal son. And our opening statement is today in Jesus' parable there were two sons both equally lost and estranged from their father. But Jesus is the older brother that we need who will come looking for us in order to bring us back into the family of God. So that we can be called the sons and daughters of God. Because of Jesus' sacrificial, sacrificial death on our behalf. We should recognize our full standing as children of God. Full members of God's family. And so as we look in today, I, I want to quickly rehearse our series that we have gone through. When we started off our first episode, our subtitle was The Victory Is Here. And we talked about how Jesus had overcome death. Then in our second episode, we talked about return to the origin, how things were set up before Jesus, I mean before the fall of man. Episode number three, we talked about what you looking for? Are you looking for the, the, uh, the, uh, oh man, the applause of people or are you looking for to do things so that God is honored? Episode number four was the right way is the best way. And we talked about doing things that are right not necessarily easy, but they are right. Last week, we talked about follow the example. And it was dealing with the temptations of Jesus and how he used the word of God in order to overcome the temptation of the devil. And this week, we have come to our final episode, episode number six. And... The subtitle I came up with for today is Two Sides to the Same Coin. 
two sides to the same coin. Now let's look at our definitions. Our definitions are the first one is Lent. Lent is a fast of 40 days beginning with Ash Wednesday and continuing till Easter. Observed by some Christian churches as a commemorative of the fast of our Savior. Reflection is the act of reflecting or turning or sending back or the state of being reflected. Preparation. Preparation is the act of preparing or fitting beforehand for a particular purpose, use, service, or condition. And our final definition for today is prodigal. Prodigal is given to extravagant expenditure, expending money or other things without necessity, recklessly or viciously profuse, lavish, wasteful, not frugal, or economical. We're going to be in Luke, the 15th chapter, and it's a little bit of reading today because we got to get the whole thing out. Luke, the 15th chapter, starting at the 11th verse. This is the English Standard Version. And this is Jesus, and he said, There was a man who had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of property that is coming to me. And he divided his property between them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered all he had and took a journey into a far country, and there he squandered the property in reckless living. And when he had spent everything, a severe famine arose in that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country who sent him into his fields to feed pigs. And he was longing to be fed with the pods that the pigs ate, and no one gave him anything. And when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread? But I perish here with hunger. I will arise and go to my father. I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. And as he arose and came to his father, but while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, bring quickly the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and celebrate. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now, y'all know that it says now, his older son was in the field. And as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called one of his servants and asked what these things meant. And the servant, he said to him, your brother has come and your father has killed the fatted calf because he has received him back safe and sound. But he, the older son, was angry and refused to go in. His father came out and entreated him, but he answered his father, Look, these many years I served you, and I've never disobeyed your command, yet you never gave me a young goat that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came, 
who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him? And he said to him, son, you are always with me and all that I that is mine is yours. It was fitting to celebrate and be glad for this. Your brother was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that it will fall upon the good soul of our hearts in Jesus name. Amen. Now. When we look at this. Typically, we always point out the young son. But as we can see, if we really look at it, the old son had some problems also. Now, that's why we say today is two sides of the same coin. Sometimes we look at Something, and we only look at one side of the situation, and we don't allow ourselves to think about the other side. We don't allow ourselves to see if there's some underlying situation in this that needs to be addressed instead of what we see on the side that we're on. In the early days, they had what they called arguments. Now, arguments in the early days were not the same as what we have today. Arguments today are disagreements, and we are fighting to get our point across to prove that we're right. Arguments in the early days were discussions about points to try to help one another to have an understanding. I knew that was going to go off like a lead balloon. Because I have to prove my point. Now, when the early days when they had debates, debates were based upon me trying to convince you to change your mind. An argument was, let's have this discourse and us try to figure out the best course of action. You see how words have changed. And now, when you hear the word argument, you think it is a debate and disagreement. But when we look at this situation, we can see that all of us point fingers at the prodigal son. We even call him the prodigal son. The Bible don't call him a prodigal son. They call him the younger son. Why? Because both of these guys are prodigals. Y'all catch it in a minute. I'm going to tell it to you because y'all going to be like, what you say? I'm telling you. Because both of them had, it, it, the thing was, the baby boy was an external prodigal. The older son was an internal prodigal. He tried to put up the facade as if he was doing everything dad wanted, but in his heart, he wanted what the little baby boy got, but he was just too uh, afraid or too concerned or too tactical or strategical not to do it the way that his little boy went. Why would you say that, Pastor? Because he said, you never gave me a goat for me to go celebrate with my friends. He never See, that tells you right there that his intention was not what dad would celebrate him, but I want to celebrate myself with folks that are going to give me 
accolades. Catch it in a minute, y'all. Come on. We have to look at this. Both of these guys are prodigals. They just want to be excessive. They just want to do the way they want to do it. And one, and we always point out the one that we can see clearly and don't look for the one as being the sneaky one. He was out in the field acting like he was doing all his work and then he heard all his dance and he said, what's going on? And when they said what's going on, it didn't say he ran in and said, hey, yeah, let's party. No, he outside with the attitude. I'm an attitude until dad come out here. And he didn't say my brother. He said, your son. Come on now. See, it shows, it reveals that deep inside, he was internally acting like the younger brother was acting externally. And so we got to understand it's the same coin if we're just looking at two different sides. Now, it's not in my notes, but I, I got to say this. Sometimes we act just like these brothers. One person acting both of these ways. Sometimes we get in there and we look at, you know what? Sometimes I look at a situation and I say, if I act this way, then they'll do this for me, and then I can get what I want. And other times, I just say, hey, I want this, give it to me. Never thinking about what is beneficial for all parties involved. I happen to be married to a person who believes in fairness. Drives me crazy sometimes, but she wants everybody to win. I was, I'm not that kind. I'm getting there, but I wasn't that kind. I'm like, I'm going to take you out, do you out, outdo you, whatever, but I'm going to be victorious. And I hear this, well, we got to look out for them, and we got to make sure it works out for them. And I'll be over there fuming, and then I say, okay. Let's see if we can make this. And now everybody's happy because everybody's winning. I, I'm not caring about folks, other folks' happiness. I just want to be happiness. Well, I'm just trying to be honest today. I told you it wasn't in my notes. Because sometimes we look at the, the, uh, the younger brother and we say, oh, I'll never do that. Or we look at the older brother and say, oh, I would never have that attitude. But yes, we do. And we have to acknowledge that sometimes we cop these same attitudes. It's two sides of the same coin. Y'all want me to tell y'all the name of the coin? I'll get there in a minute. And so as we're going and we're looking at this example, the external guy goes out and spends his money all over the place. And you know the one thing I have discovered? Folks like to party when you party, especially when they ain't spending your money, spending their money. They'll spend your money. They'll go, they'll go buy drinks for the whole place with your money. But you say, hey, man, you need to kick in on this. Well, you know what? The way my accounts are set up, you know, I can't have the money for three days because I got to move it from my checking to my save. I mean, my savings to the checking. It takes three days for that to happen. Y'all know where I'm going with that. Because sometimes when we're spending somebody else's stuff, we don't treat it like it is our own. 
And so as we look at this, we can see how it goes down this path and we're able to visualize the external situation. We're able to see this. We're, I would never, if I was Jewish, I would never be working with pigs because that's, that's a sin. I, you know, that's unclean. I'm unclean. If I, and we come up with all this stuff when we're externally looking at it, but when it is us and the thing that we said we would never do because of this, that, and the other is the very thing when we look around we find ourselves doing. And when we look at this wasteful expenditure, this lavish showing off and, and, and making everybody like us, listen, they're going to like you until they don't no more. I have discovered, when I was in the military, I discovered that the army loved you as long as you was a part of the army. But when you said, I'm finna retire, the army went on to the very next person. And I used to tell folks, you know, as soon as you drop this retirement, that they're going to treat you different. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm, I'm, I'm the biggest, baddest thing. in, the, in No, no. And they would come back to me and they'd be like, man, you were right. That's, that, because that's how people do us. We have to realize that this coin, that there's two sides of this external and internal side of the same coin that we are, need to deal with is, I ain't gonna tell you yet. And so this story about the two sons, both of them have issues. Both of them are estranged from the father. One is externally revealing, the other one is internally revealing. They both, your son. Mm, mm, mm. Neither one of them loved the father. Neither one of them was being truly obedient to the father. Both of them had issues. That, so this reveals to us there's two ways to be lost. Some of us can be lost in our actions and how we go out and how we do things. And some of us can be lost in our hearts. We can be acting like everything. We can be opening up the doors of the church. We can be singing in the choir. We can be preaching in the pulpit. We can be doing all these things and in our heart not believing anything that we're doing and making, trying to make folks believe something about us that is not the truth. It is better to prove everyone a liar than let God be true. But when we try to make everybody think that what they think about us is true and we lying to God, we got a problem. It's the same coin. It's just got two different sides. We cannot be involved in God just because of what God can give us. We can't be chasing after God just for the stuff. Sometimes we get ourselves wrapped around so much. I, I need God to bless me. I need God to do this. I need God to do that. We need to check ourselves. We need to put ourselves in the right position. You walking up there. See, we like, we like to do things with scripture. And we like to say, I'm royalty. Yes, you are royalty. But let me help you understand something. You ain't the king. You are not the king. You royalty, but you ain't the king. Mm -hmm. 
and you sitting up there trying to act like you the king, and now you finna get your butt whooped because you out of position. Right. You think you can sit up on that throne, but your butt ain't big enough to be on that throne. You need to understand, that's why you need to understand, you need to understand who you are in the kingdom. And don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to. I have been around folks and, and I, you know, I remember when we were growing up in our, in our neighborhoods and the, and the parents would get a new car and the kid would walk out there talking about, we got us a new car. Dude, you can't even drive. You can't even see. That ain't your, that's your daddy's car. Don't be coming out here with that nonsense. And we're very good to pull on, but we don't talk about, oh, I'll done work 40 hours this week. Because no, that's the work. We just want to talk about the benefit. We just want to be involved with the benefit. We want to be involved with the stuff. But we don't want to talk about how hard it was to do that. We don't want to talk about how I've been waiting and I was being patient. I was being obedient. I was doing what God said. And God has blessed me because I have discovered that when we do things God's way, God is also working something in us so that when we get what he has for us, the, the stuff doesn't have us. That's, right. That's why in Romans, the first chapter, Paul said that we have gone from worshiping the creation, I mean the, cre uh, the creator, to worshiping the creation, which has now caused us all these issues. Let me get back to my notes. All right. And so as we're looking at this, we're, we're seeing that the older brother was just going through the motions, what he thought would look good to his father. But when he realized that his dad wasn't wrapped around him just doing stuff, he, he said, I'm going to just go ahead and tell you. I'm going to be like the little brother. I'm going to just tell you how I feel. Your son. You act like he ain't even do nothing wrong. Notice the dad never said he didn't do nothing wrong. The dad said he was lost and now he's found. He was blind, now he sees. He did not take away the part that, but he's saying he has matured and learned something from this situation. This is like when you tell. Your, your children, my, one of the things that our, our, uh, our children would do is that they would, they would ask Yolanda, could they do something? And Yolanda would say, go ask your dad. And then they would go and do something else. And she said, did you ask your dad? No. And they're like, why not? Cause, because when they would come ask me, I said, did you clean? Did you straighten your room? Because we had a different, uh, there was a difference between straightening and cleaning. Did you straighten your room? Did you do this? And I had about four or five things that was already ready. So when they asked to go outside or whatever, did you do these things? And they would say, you know what? I, it's just best not to ask him because he's going to ask me, did I do these things? Then they got to the point. They would come up and they'd say, Daddy, I straightened my room. 
I did this, I did this, I did this, I did this. Can I go outside? Yes. And we sometimes go to God and we say, God, I need this. He says, I need you to wait. And while you're waiting, I need you to pray. God, why I need to pray? Oh, man. God. Oh, oh, God. What? Oh, oh. And then we go sit in the corner, lips all poked out. The Holy Ghost like, why are you sitting in the corner with your lips poked out? Because God said, I need to pray. I need to go do this. And I need this money. I need whatever it is. And, and, uh, uh, uh. But see, if we say, Lord, I've been praying about this. I've been seeking. I've been... What is the direction? And he says, oh, it's just right there in the corner. Just go over there and get it. When we do the things that we know that are expected of us, we will get the results that we are expecting. Yes. That's a revelation right there. When you do the things that are expected of you, then you will get the result that you are expecting. That's so good. <laughs> y'all not going to like me this week. because Y'all going to ready to go through. Because this is all coming to you. Because now that God says, now that you're aware, let's put it all to the test. I still didn't tell y'all what that coin was, did I? Okay, we're almost there. So now as we go, we're getting ready to land this plane in just a few minutes. But I, I need to do this last little bit and, 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 and bring out this, this point. The older brother, if we think about the older brother... In this situation, a true older brother, if we can reflect back on to, in Genesis, the first older, younger brother situation. And we discovered that the older brother decided that he was mad at the younger brother. And so he decided to kill his younger brother. And when God confronted him about it, the older brother said, Am I my brother's keeper? Now, we all know that he knew that he was supposed to be his brother's keeper. Or else he would not have said, Am I supposed to be? Because he already knew. If this Brother in Luke would have been his younger brother. If he would have been his brother's keeper, then I don't think that the younger brother would have even left the country. Because the older brother would have went in there and talked to him instead of having that attitude about him saying what he said to the... See, this is how this stuff reveals. Am I my brother's keeper? Yes, I am. Yeah. We are supposed to be encouraging one another. We're supposed to be looking out for one another. We're supposed to be provoking each other to righteousness. We're supposed to be propelling each other to conform to the image of Christ. So yes, you are your brother's sister's keeper. Why? Because we are dependent on one another. Uh, the the uh, songwriter said, I need you to survive. 
Jesus, our big brother, looks out for us. He's constantly looking for us. If even one of us slips and falls, guess what? He shows up. He says, hey, y'all hang out for a minute. I need to run over here and go check on this one. You see what I'm saying? And if you look at the uh, parables before this, he had just talked about the sheep. He just talked about the coin, and now he done ran into the brother. Let me go ahead and land this plane real quick. The coin that I am talking about is one of the devil's strongest temptations. The coin that I'm referring to is called pride. The coin that I'm talking about is the same coin it's just two different sides. It's an external, there's an exhibition of our pride, how we feel about ourselves and how we want everybody else to feel about us and how I want to make sure everybody feels about us. And then it's that internal. Oh, you're the, you're the most obedient son. You're the, you're the greatest son. You know what? Your brother took off, but you, ne you didn't take off. You just stayed right there. Yeah, y'all right. Y'all right. You're right. You see how pride will manipulate us. Pride will make us think that we're more than what we need to be. Pride will set us up to take us down. And so we have to recognize that we are never going to allow that coin to manipulate us into a position whereby we are trying to confront the father about why he did something. He, didn't, he wasn't asking. He was trying to confront the father and say, you made a wrong decision because I been doing all this. I been doing all this. And your son did all this. And why did you give me something? What? Do. Everything I have is yours. All you got to do is ask. But pride will set us up. Pride will tell you you can do it because you want to do it. Pride will tell you, you better than that. You better than him. You better than her. And God is saying, recognize this coin. Because this coin will flip on you in a minute and tell you, oh yeah, don't do it like that. You, you do it like this. So everybody will back you up and tell you that you all that in a bag of chips. Dude, you a, you a bag of stale chips. Come on now. Because we allow ourselves to to think of ourselves more highly than we ought to. And the Bible tells us that pride comes before destruction. That's right. A haughty spirit comes before a fall. And we got to realize that this is not no game. This is eternity that we're dealing with. And so we can't even be, we can't be the younger brother. We can't be the older brother. We need to be the big brother. We need to be like Jesus. Yes. We need to operate in the same manner that Jesus operated in. We just talked about Philippians 2 and 5. Jesus said, you know what? I'm eternal, but I'm going to make myself a servant. Catch that. I am part of the kingdom, but I'm going to make myself a servant. I'm going to do some of the lowliest jobs. I'm going to wash people's feet, and, not, and it's not going to cause me not to be who I am. 
I'm going to do what I was called to do. And I, I don't care what the people say. Why are you hanging out with them folks? Because they need help. Oh, 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 okay, 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 okay. You see what I'm saying? When we operate like our big brother and not like our older brother, and we look at this as pride is trying to come in and cause separation in our household, then we can begin to attack the problem. The problem is not that he wanted his, 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 his inheritance before time. The problem was not that he was doing everything. The problem was that they thought that they were obligated to receive these things because they thought more highly of themselves than they ought to. I want to caution us as we get ready to go into this Holy Week where Jesus on this day today, which we call Palm Sunday, came in and everybody was celebrating him and everybody was talking about you the best thing since sliced bread. Hosanna to the king, to the son of David. And we're going to wave all these palm branches and celebrate you. And in three days, we're going to be talking about crucify you. But don't worry about the three days. Let's just celebrate today because people are fickle. People will change like the wind. And we have to realize that part of that is the spirit of pride. Pride will whisper in your ear. And you know pride lying. But he'll keep whispering until you believe him. Pride will tell you, you know you can get away with that. You know you can do that. Just keep acting like this. You're going to get it. You're going to get it. And then what pride will do is allow you to get it. And because your character is not, not built upon Christ, and when you get in that position, you're wondering why you're having all these issues. I ain't telling y'all from what I heard. I'm telling y'all from what I've known. I've seen it. I, I've seen folks do that thing. Oh, I did all this. And you'd be like, dude, we already know. But anyway. And so I just want to say this last thing. The big brother did not stay at home on the estate with the father. The big brother went out to find the younger brother. The big brother went to wherever he was and found him because the older brother Decided, I'm just going to wait till dad dies so I can have all this. I'm just going to do all this. He's going to do what he's going to do. I'm going to do what I do. But the true big brother went and found us. No matter how deep we went, he went. No matter how high we thought we went, he went. So that he could return us back to the father who was always waiting, looking for us to come back home. I want to caution y'all today. Beware the two sides of the same coin. If you're here today and you have decided that something I said resonates with you, the most important part of this is the fact that Jesus desires to have a relationship with you. His desire is 
No matter where you are, you you can be in the what, what we would look at as the pigsty right now, and you could be hungering after. I know there's something more for me. Jesus will come to where you are. But the thing about Jesus, he will open up the environment so you don't have to stay where you are. He will take you to a whole different position. But you have to accept that he's there for you and you have to accept that he's going to take you to a different location. And you can do that today. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that you shall be saved. So if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. Why? Because with the heart you believe and you are justified. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. And if you call upon the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. And so we want you to be saved, rescued, delivered from the penalty of sin, which is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So we want you to have eternal life. Jesus says, in fact, the eternal life that I give is an abundant life. It's a, a life that occurs on this side and for all eternity if you follow after him. Now, I also want to emphasize that this is not all on you. I say it every Sunday. This is not an individual event. This is a team sport. We are here to assist you along this journey. And our desire is to help you to become all that God has destined for you to be. So if you made that decision today that you want to follow Jesus, let us know by contacting us at info at GodsHouseCC.com. That's info at GodsHouseCC.com. We will get back with you. We will come alongside you. We will assist you along this journey because we want you to have all that God has for you. My brothers and sisters, that's episode number six. Two sides of the same coin. I would love for you to have heard something today that will cause you to become closer to God and have victory over pride in your life. And so we want to celebrate that fact that just as Jesus triumphantly entered into the city, that you are triumphantly standing above pride right now. Now, this sounds very funny. The way to stand above pride is to humble yourself. Amen. And as we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, he will exalt you in due time. It's a, man, if you try to figure it out, it'll make your brain hurt. But God just has a way of doing it that's totally different than the way man thinks that it should be done. And that's why it's so easy to be wrapped into this pride thing and think that everything's all right because pride will make you think that and drop you off at the corner mm. butt naked Strange. Strange. just so everybody can make fun of you that's right. and that's not our desire okay I'm, see I'm, i feel my soapbox let me let me stop and so i just want to say enjoy this week 
Next Sunday is Resurrection Sunday. I know you already probably done bought your suit and all that other stuff. All right? Enjoy yourself. But remember, it's just like we say for Christmas. Jesus is just the reason for this season. Right. Yes, yes. And let's focus on what Jesus has done for us. Amen. All right? Until next week, God's blessings be upon you in Jesus' name.